What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys podcast, episode 139. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. And, of course, we're also joined by the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, laying down the law and going in raw, the no-condom-wearing, STD Darren. He'll risk a little clap so he doesn't have to fap, the phenomenal AJ Singh. All right, these are all very positive things about me. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, it's been about a month since we had like a regular like non-movie review show. I imagine in that interim period, you guys had to have watched some good stuff. AJ, we'll start with you. You been watching anything good? <laughs> I mean, I just watch YouTube videos, man. <laughs> uh, I watch a lot of the same stuff over and over again, <laughs> to be honest, like God of War Ragnarok playthrough and stuff. But uh, I did watch um, some more Prim's Hood Cinema, which was basically like reviews of like hood movies. Oh, right. And uh, he did a new one about um, I Got the Hookup. And uh, have you ever seen the movie Friday? You know, I think I did once a very long time ago. Oh, it was basically a ripoff of Friday. Like it had okay. a lot of the same cast in it and everything. <laughs> and they were playing like similar roles to what they played in Friday. It was just a huge like cash grab or something. What's like, it called? I got the hookup. I got the hook. I don't think I've even heard of that one. I heard of it, but I I couldn't. I didn't know where you could find it or anything. Like I just heard of it like a long time ago, like twenty years ago. But yeah, it's uh, it's not worth watching. <laughs> and uh, Masterpiece made a few movies, and they're hilarious to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Master P, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Like he, he seemed like he was a name like in the nineties. Yeah, and was, then like I don't know if he's done anything since in in the two thousands, like early two thousands. But yeah, since then he hasn't done much. I don't know. Maybe he had grandchildren or something. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you ever just watch like um, an actual movie yeah, or shows? I, I watched an Indian movie recently. It was um, Om Shanti Om. It was a it was a good movie. I thought it was fun. It was basically about a uh, like nineteen seventies actress and an, an aspiring actor uh, who meet each other and uh, they both ultimately like die in some attack against the actress. The actor was trying to save her at the time, and uh, she comes like or he he comes back in like reincarnation. So he's born again. But uh, his mother always recognizes him. She's always, like, you know, trying to come up to him, like, hey, you're my son. Do you know me? Blah, blah, and, like, <laughs> Leave me alone, you yeah, crazy that's, bro. that's what he's saying. And he's, like, born in, born as this, like, famous, rich actor, you know, to his, like, producer father. He's, like, a, a big deal and everything. And um, uh, what's funny is, like, he's played by the same actor. The girl, she died. There's another girl who plays her. <laughs> or no no not another girl it's the same girl who plays her but she's not reincarnated she's just somebody who looks a lot like the actress who died earlier <laughs> like, it's like her sister yeah so he's reincarnated she's not but they both are the same actors and uh, it was just like this huge like the, in the middle of the movie there's this huge like jerk off so promotion of bollywood where like for like half an hour they have like these major bollywood stars who you know have been famous for like the last 30 40 years like coming out and like there was just like this dance scene where they're all just like performing and you know singing and just having a good time and it's just like this whole you know look look at what's been around for like 40 years you know look at all these actors and this and it was just huge like it was so it takes you out of the movie it was just so weird and bollywood like 
they they make it a point to always put those song and dance scenes in, you know, because like people want their money's worth. You got to pad out that five hours. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so yeah, I think there was a there was a time where they tried to take those out of the movies, but people complained like, "Hey, I'm paying for this movie. I want to see everything," <laughs> and everything includes like every single dance scene. So yeah, it was it was rough to watch that middle part. But then it got back on track, and it was actually a good movie. Uh, it's on Netflix. If anybody wants to watch it, Om Shanti Om. So it, it's kind of like, um, is, is that middle part kind of like Spider-Way, no, no Way Home, where you're like, oh, there's that guy I recognize, yeah, and there's yeah, that person exactly. I recognize. <laughs> yes. It's like the all-star. It was game. just like, oh, look, oh, this guy now. Oh, look, another fa- this guy was famous 30 years ago. So what would you give it on a, the, the old scale of 1 to 10? Man, that scene took me out of it, but <laughs> otherwise I'd give it like a six and a half out of ten. It was a good movie besides that. <laughs> are are there any Indian movies that like, because I know the vast majority of them, you know, have uh, song and dance scenes. Are there any that don't? That's what I was saying. Like, I think they were trying to make those kinds of movies a few years ago, but I, I haven't. I don't have my finger on the on the pulse of what's going on with Bollywood, so I don't know if they've strayed into like making more serious movies which don't have song and dance. But from what I understand, from what I've seen, all the movies I've seen have had song and dance. Hey, are, is there like another like movie producing place in India? I, I because I I watched RRR and then like I heard people talking that they're like, oh, that's not a Bollywood movie. It's like a Tollywood movie or something. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like so I don't know how many different like woods or whatever they're called like are there in india i know there's at least uh two because there's south india and then bollywood is like north indian i think tollywood might be like south indian and like there's so many like everybody around the world has like this hollywood like name for their movie industry like over here it's hollywood but then in in the uk i is it nollywood or tollywood i never heard of that something like that and then and then uh in nigeria it's nollywood like everybody's got this like weird like almost hollywood name (laughs) to their movie industry i don't know why that is they gotta copy it so people know what they're talking about oh movies yeah i guess so i guess that's that's the way it is you want (laughs) to remind people of hollywood Mm. What about you over there making the poop face? Yeah, I'm on the verge of having to take a <laughs> step out for a minute. I don't remember. I'm watching The Bear on Hulu right now, which has uh, been pretty good. Okay. Um, I don't remember what else. I've- well, I know you watched like the entire Shield like over the last month. I think. Yeah, we talked about the Shield a little bit. I I, I did polish that off. It was it was strong all the way through, pretty much. Yeah, I, I mean, I had I watched it as it came out, pretty much, and I remember liking it a lot. I'm sure I've forgotten uh, a lot of it, but uh, I remember, yeah, thinking it was pretty high quality. I mean, it's been a month. Certainly, you had to watch more. Well, I guess the if the shield probably took up a lot of your time. I don't know. We watched one one movie at the theater each week. Yeah, the shield ate up some, and then like. I don't know. There were days where I was just like flipping through Netflix for 45 minutes and I was like, what am I doing with my life? And then I'd go read a book, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm that way. I think everybody's that way a little bit with streaming services where like you look and look and look and you can't find anything. It's like, uh, it's that like, uh, there's a, there's a name for that, like uh, 
paralysis of choice or something, but there's actually like a, a name for it. Yeah, but what if all the choices are bad? <laughs> that's what that's what causes the paralysis. Um, I've watched uh, actually uh, quite a few things since we last had a regular episode. So I, I polished off the second and final season of Carnival Row. Um, I don't think the second season was quite as compelling as the first, uh, but I still liked it. Um, I enjoy that world. Um, I, I kind of feel like um, it would have been certain storylines. I think were more condensed than I would have liked. You know, if they had more seasons to kind of like mm. expand it more, it would have been better. Uh, still watching Star Trek Picard season three. Still enjoying it. Um, oh, AJ, you're gonna you're gonna be pretty proud of me because since we last had the uh, you know a regular episode, I have watched the first five Scream movies. Whoa, five! Yes, Dang. I did it. Okay. You know, I'll say this about the Scream movies: like the horror genre is never gonna really be my thing. But what I can't appreciate about the Scream movies is there is that murder mystery aspect, yeah. which I enjoy. Yeah. I will say, like, I don't know, like, I'm like, I'm probably not going to revisit these, but like, I do wonder, like, after you, the killer is revealed, like, if you go and watch the movie a second time, like, will it always make sense, or would you be like, I don't think that person could have been there at that time and play, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. I haven't given the latest ones a, a second watch through, but the first one, it, it definitely holds up. Does I it? Think. Yeah. As far as that is concerned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I didn't. I I enjoyed them uh, for what they are, and like, um, you know, I I like the guessing game of like who's the killer gonna be and that, that sort of thing. So, yeah. uh, when the sixth one finally does come to scream, uh, streaming, I'll I'll probably check it out. Uh, what's your favorite of the like the first five? Uh, the first one. The first one. Yeah, it's just a classic, and you know the the two teenage killers are like very likable i think in the first one like you know you think they're just these goofballs that wouldn't you know be the killer but turns right. out, yeah um i don't want to like spoil any of the killers in case there's people that haven't seen the movie i think i don't think it's like one that like most people like a lot but i think i kind of like the twist of scream 4 scream 4 okay i think i know what you're talking about there's one with the is that the one with the actors? Uh, no, I think that's Scream 3, okay. where they go to, like, Hollywood or whatever. Okay, okay. Um, Scream 4, is that the one with the two sisters? Um, no, that's Scream 5. Okay. <laughs> Scream 4, um, um, it has, uh, what's her name? Hayden Panettiere. Oh, okay, okay. That All one. Right, yeah. Well, actually, I think this, this the newest one is supposedly has her character again, but... Hmm. Um, Oh, so I, uh, I I subscribed to Peacock for a month to watch WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which, like, it was so-so this year. Like, it was fine, but I think most people, including myself, felt the main event kind of went the wrong way. Uh, but because I had that, I went ahead and watched uh, Poker Face, okay. which is a show developed by Ryan Johnson, the guy that uh, makes the Knives Out movies. Okay. And uh, I liked it quite a bit. Like, um, it's basically, like, female Columbo (laughs) where like uh, it stars Natasha Leone and like um, so every episode basically like the first act is you see a murder committed by someone Mm -hmm. and then like the second act is you find out like how she factors into the story and then like her her basically putting together so it's like not a murder mystery you see who commits the murder but it's like how is she gonna put it together okay interesting and like um she's like um like in the first episode 
like she uh, kind of gets this um, casino, this guy that owns a casino, like after her. So she's on the run from him. Okay. So like each episode, she's like in a different city, and like um, you know, of course, a murder will happen in that city oh, that right. she'll have to solve. But it, there's the added wrinkle of like there's um, you know a, a a guy trying to track her down, you know. And that guy probably thinks she's the one committing all the murders or something. No, um, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. But there's also this other aspect where, like, she has almost like a superpower. Like, it's not supernatural, but like she can tell anytime somebody's lying. Oh, okay. So, like, she's like a human lie detector, you know? No, that's always and, nice. And they kind of <laughs> use that in interesting ways. Um, I, I really like the show. I, I would definitely recommend it. The, the only thing is, is like looking through Peacock, that's really the only show I found that I really wanted to watch. Right, There's yeah. not still, I mean, I'm sure for some people it's like a great service and they have a lot of stuff on there they, they want to watch. For me, though, I, di- I, I didn't really find a ton on there that I wanted to watch, you know? Right. Um, and then lastly, um, I think I talked about this, like I, I had watched um, – you know, all the seasons of Luther and then Netflix put out that Luther movie. Um, oh, yeah. I started like five minutes of that movie and I got uh, sidetracked. Well, d- did you watch the that actual show? I've watched some of it. I haven't watched all of it. Oh. So, yeah, I watched the movie Luther Fallen Son. And I liked it. The, the only thing weird, and I probably wouldn't even notice this if I hadn't just watched season five before, but this movie seemingly contradicts what happened at the end of season five because this movie starts and I'm, I'm and I'm like oh did this take place before season five but then something happens where they reference that no it actually did happen after season five but I, I don't want to get into it because of spoilers but there's definitely something happens that I'm like they should have explained that better because it, it does it seems to contradict something that happened um my only other thing is like um so the villain is played by um Andy Circus. oh yeah yeah and um, he's good and everything, but like very kind of over the top in scenery chewing. Where I'm like, he almost seems like a like a James Bond villain, right? Mm. Um, so I just I thought maybe because they had, maybe had a little higher budget for this movie, maybe they went a little over the top, um, and and maybe should have kept it a little more grounded. I still like the movie, but. Uh, but yeah, his his villain is definitely a li- it big. He plays it big, you know. Yeah, I might come back and watch that one. It's it's um, that whole series is is definitely worth a watch. It's it's really strong. Um, I'm sure I probably watched a few other things too, but those are the ones I have written down. Those are the the biggies. Um, before we get into stories this week, you guys, uh, anything cool happened this week, or any anything you guys uh, want to talk about? Uh, we could touch on the dollar lot. I was just thinking that I didn't write it down as an official story, but yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> so yeah, the Dalai Lama was caught on videotape, like, like he's kissing this little boy. He was like forcibly kissing him. Yeah, too. it looked like a really strong kiss. Yeah, he like held him. It looked like by both arms. <laughs> and then apparently he's caught on tape asking this boy. To suck his tongue. Yeah. Now, do you know, was this video recent or was this something that happened years ago and they just like found it? I, that's, I'm I, not sure. I gotta believe it's recent. But the thing is, and I even, I was watching a Kyle Kalinske video where he was like, um, showed this clip from CNN 
And this guy on CNN was defending it. Is like, oh, it's a cultural thing. He's like, I met the Dalai Lama and it was this life-changing experience. He's such a good guy. And this is just a, a cultural thing where like over there it's playful and it's it's fine or whatever. And I'm thinking... Nobody ever tried to do that to me in India. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> but I'm just thinking like... You're just like, yeah, all through my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask with all my uncles <laughs> we just made out <laughs> I'm just thinking like if you ask a kid to suck your tongue you want him to suck your tongue it's not like yeah. a, oh I was just goofing or something like <laughs> he tried to do it the kid was the one who was like uh, and he kind of like stopped it but the Dalai Lama put his tongue out and everything like, <laughs> he was all in that's weird <laughs> I mean if this was like an american person like they would be canceled right away i feel but like because he's the dalai lama like i think he's getting away with it i don't know if he is gonna get away with it. i think it's it's just one of those things that it takes time for society to process something like this like it's like if the pope had just like grabbed a kid's ass in front of everybody <laughs> Like, we'd all be like, what? <laughs> He's like, it's fine. It's just playful over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would take time to be like, what is It's, it's a Christian on? culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's nuts, man. I think I think people are going to, like, get to the point where they're like, no, that's not okay. Like, it might take a few days for everybody to, like, get on the same page, but. God, I don't I I, I feel like it's such a culty thing. That, like, his followers are just going to be used as a, like, oh, it's a cultural thing, excuse, and, like, I don't know. I, I feel like his, his his you know, followers. Does, does anyone know of this happening in any culture? <laughs> that, that's true. Are there other examples of this? The old, uh, oh, making out with kids and having them suck <laughs> on your tongue. is it's, it's just a playful thing that we do. Yeah, like, what, what tradition is that a part of? <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I just I just feel like he's gonna get away with it. I mean, he's the last Dalai Lama. I yeah. How did I? I didn't know how they worked. Is it like a pope where like eventually there'll be another one? I well, mean, like what I think when they die, like like a group of monks will go out looking for a child who's the incarnation. Well, well now we know how it started. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that this Dalai Lama also got in trouble like a while back because like. He was asked something like, do you think there could ever be a, a female Dalai Lama? And he said, like, she better be a t- good looking or something along those lines. <laughs> Dang, Dalai Lama. <laughs> she better be a baddie. <laughs> she better be hot like me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a 10 to be a Dalai Lama. <laughs> it's kind of like the Matrix, though, where he's like, you know, he just came, came up to you and said you're the one. Like, what kind of like a mind fuck is that? Like, you're just a little kid, and they're like, you're the Dalai Lama, you're the one. Yeah, I mean, to to be told, if you if you found out you were the one at a young age, you'd probably think everything you did was right, and there'd be no filter on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, how you live up to that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that is true. Any societies you see where, like, um, you know, kids <clears throat> are either become leaders uh, at young ages, or... They know they're in line to be the next leader when their yeah. father dies or whatever. They they usually end up being complete psychopaths. Yeah. I mean, look at like North Korea. Like that whole line was psychopaths. 
Yeah, I think he had his uncle fed to like dogs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like even um like I'm pretty sure his father and grandfather before they were all crazy too. Crazy all the way back. Runs in the family. But yeah, this Dalai Lama thing just I was like, what? Man, I mean he's eighty seven years old. He went this long. Oh, without, is he that old? Yeah. He should have just dropped dead like a month ago. He'd been fine, but now his legacy is like this is he'll be remembered for this. Maybe his mind's starting to go. Yeah, you do think that could be it. You're looking for some excuse, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so now Biden Biden can use that excuse too. How <laughs> <laughs> was Biden? 80, 81, 83 or something? Yeah, he definitely in his eighties. Okay. Somewhere in there. They say he's the oldest president. Uh maybe, I'm not sure. I think Obama was like forty six when he was president. Yeah, he was young. Young old 46. Yeah. Who's the youngest president ever? Was well, I thought Ken- it was Obama. Was it Obama? Yeah, I think it was Obama or Kennedy. But I was the other one I was thinking about was Kennedy. I thought Kennedy was like one of the younger presidents, mm-hmm. but I don't know how old he was. But you, I mean, you can't be elected until you're 35, right? Yeah, 35. so if Obama was in like his late 40s, like probably was him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you guys got anything else to add about the Dalai Lama? <laughs> Uh, it seems like this <laughs> should be something funny in there, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the story would be any different though if the Pope did this? I feel I feel like they would give the Pope a pass and be like, "Oh, he's just poping like popes do." <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like we 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 understand, you know, what's acceptable in our cultures. I do wonder what that kid's parents thought like were they offended by this or or maybe they're so like into the cult that they're like, "Oh, it was an honor." Yeah. <laughs> for the the Pope to kiss our son. And they're probably like, you should have sucked on his tongue. Billy. <laughs> suck it. Suck you want it. me closer to God? Suck on the, son, the tongue. <laughs> you were offered such an honor and you said no. Blasphemy. <laughs> Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Should we get into story time? Let's do it. Uh, so for anyone who hasn't watched or listened, what we're going to do is go around the table. Everybody's going to bring a, a topic of conversation from around the globe. And we'll see if we can't just make something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you. So what do you got for us? All right. Sex doll company sells out of lifelike model people are using to get out of tra- uh, driving fines. A sex doll. Wasn't this like a Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> I thought it was uh, Seinfeld. Or was it? Which one was it? I don't remember. It was one of those. Yeah. A sex doll retailer says it is sold out of a particularly realistic looking model as motorists use it to avoid fines. Yeah, there's quite a bit to unpack there, isn't it? So let's dive in. Or pack uh, in. In Australia, some... <laughs> She's like strapped in your driver's seat naked. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much is. Uh, in Australia, some lanes on highways... It looks like you're driving a prostitute. <laughs> ...can only be used by vehicles carrying more than one person. And this rule is enforced with special cameras. However, some of our friends down under have realized you can fool the cameras by putting a life-sized sex doll in the passenger seat when driving along the eastern freeway. I'd love to know who the first was to discover this and what they were doing. In fact, no, I'm actually quite glad I don't know. Uh, anyway, the bizarre, the bizarre move has led to the Donna sex doll selling out, uh, according to Wild Secrets marketing manager Adam Leah. I honestly don't know she's even... I honestly don't think she's even sat her test. Never mind, passed it. Uh, he told the Herald Sun... 
This has never happened in the company's 30-year history. According to a press release, the fact that the doll is posing inside a car may have been the reason Donna, who was who cost 2,700 pounds, 505,000 dollars American, uh, has sold out. I think I'll just pay the fines. I know. Like, how much are they fining people? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I guess if you they fine you every single day, it adds up. <laughs> the reason behind this sudden spike in sales, all of which are in Melbourne, seems to be as travel partners for people using the Eastern Freeway. The awful traffic on the Eastern has resulted in a coup for us. Uh, people are buying dolls so they can use the much faster transit lane. Leah said that prior to a couple months ago, the dolls would sell infrequently, but there's been a flood of new purchases, with one customer even admitting that the sex doll purchase was purely to trick the cameras. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all his seats are full. <laughs> yeah. This seems like a, like an excuse for these guys to buy a sex doll. Yeah. You know? like, I swear, I'm just using it for traffic. I wouldn't want to be seen with a sex doll. <laughs> you roll up to the stoplight, there's someone next to you. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed at all. I went to the, the cheap guy that just buys the cheap one with like the open mouth right. and yeah. <laughs> doesn't look realistic at all. It's like all blue. Like. <laughs> Sometimes it would be only, uh, only two a month, but then all of a sudden recently it was hourly sales, and now we don't have any left. The only reason we can think of is the Eastern Freeway. Is that the only reason? <laughs> According to Vic Rose website, it's only permitted to drive in a T2 freeway transit lane if there are two or more people in the vehicle or if you are driving a bus, taxi, motorcycle, or tram. Uh, however, it also states that the passengers must be human, which despite her realistic-looking face, Donna isn't. So if customers were caught the Dolly passenger, they'd still find uh, themselves on the wrong side of the law, not to mention having an awful... Having an awful ex of explain, I guess this is a small be like, but she identifies as human officer. <laughs> yeah, not to mention awful time explaining what. That's uh, my wife. You're talking. Half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem worth it. Like you can still get in trouble anyway. It's not human. So if somebody pulls you over, you're busted. And five thousand five hundred dollars for one of these things just to avoid fines nah man <laughs> i'm just waiting for like a car accident where like the like the guy's bleeding and then the doll's like bleeding oh, calm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just filled <laughs> only using it for traffic i see yeah these guys are definitely fucking these dolls yeah for sure they're not paying that kind of money and and just using it as a they're probably pulling over and fucking it too <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> they had to make a new lane <laughs> all right should we move on over 500 bucks to the manifesto round one uh new york city hires former educator to slaughter rats so apparently this has been an ongoing issue, but um, they spend millions of dollars to kill rats, and they have not been successful, but they're going to keep trying. <laughs> so they just hired this one guy that is like a, a, the rat killer? Well, so uh, he's going to be in charge of like a crew of like, I don't know, it was like 20, 30 people. Oh, he's like, this guy's like uh, Bill Murray from Caddyshack. <laughs> but like, what hope do you even have? The only thing I can think of is like we had that story where like the non-indigenous rabbits in Australia and they create a virus to kill them all, you know? Mm. I, that's the only thing I could imagine working. Like, how how do you try to even attempt, like, 
How many, how many rats are there? There's got to be millions. I think we had a story about like a rat czar or something in New York. Yeah, they're calling you the rat czar, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. Man, I saw a story once that like, because there's like part of New York where like, there's almost like a, I think where it was like, um, almost like built over top of like an old city. So there's like an underground city, you <laughs> it's know? built over top of a rat city. And there's like people that live down there, but then there's like, like huge ass rats too. Like they get giant, you know? I thought, I think we might have did the story, but uh, I saw this video where this guy was like, yeah, we got a, a cat to take care of our rat problem, and then the cat disappeared. <laughs> he like reaches down this hole and grabs his rat by the tail. He pulls it out. That fucker was this big. They have some huge ass rats. It's like, it was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. Man, I saw this other this story the other day. Have you guys ever heard of a king rat? No. I've heard of, um, oh, what, um... Well, don't they call it a rat king? Rat king. When the all the rats' tails get locked yeah, together. Yeah, somehow their oh. tails get all intertwined and knotted up. Yeah. And then they just go as a group. They have to go everywhere as a group. But uh, the thing I read said there, there could be like 30 of these. Can you imagine just finding like a ball of 30 rats? You'd think eventually they would just all get in a spot where they died or something. Yeah, I'm sure they do eventually. Or Can you imagine like they're all tangled up and like, one or three of them die, and then they're, like, dragging them around. Yeah. Seems like evolutionary-wise, that'd be a bad thing to get stuck easily with each other. <laughs> I, I, I would think it would be pretty hard for pretty their awful. tails to get all interlinked like that. Yeah. Like, tied together to where they couldn't get loose. Yeah, it, it would think they'd be able to get loose, but apparently it's a thing. I, I remember that because, like, there used to be that Ninja Turtle character named Rat King. And then I heard that term, and I'm like, oh, that comes from somewhere, <laughs> you know? Uh, I was like, but yeah, that's, uh, when I heard that those existed, I was the same way. I was like, what? How does that happen? <laughs> it's insane. Um, well, I found a, a, a story that I thought uh, was just right for our show. Largest poo ever recorded shows diet of a man responsible over a thousand years later. The largest poo ever recorded is more than a thousand years old and offers a fascinating insight into the diet of the people from that time. It might sometimes seem like science is a bit hard to grasp and obtuse, but there's nothing arcane about this bit of research. After all, as the popular book states, everybody poops. Well, not like this they don't, actually. Uh, this poo is seriously large. It's around 20 centimeters long and 5 centimeters wide. English, and it, people. <laughs> and it's thought to have come from the bum of a real Viking, uh, which really puts us in touch with the history of Britain. It was discovered in York around half a century ago and has been traced all the way back to the 9th century. They do have like a, a picture here. That's a thick That's one. actual poo? <laughs> yeah. My gosh. Um. York Archaeologist Trust dug up the monstrous turd in 1972, and it has been sitting in uh, pride of place in a museum, a museum since then. Of course, scientists were also interested as well as the historians as testing the agent, ancient leavings could offer some interesting insights into the diet of the person who created it. The poo, known professionally as a paleofeces or coprolite yeah. uh, was just waiting to be discovered for more than a thousand years at the site which later became a Lloyd's Bank uh, make of that what you will uh, so on to the science uh, the researchers have discerned that the poo most likely came from a Viking bloke and that bloke had a diet made of primarily of meat and bread as the poo is moist and peaty 
<laughs> Great. Thanks for that turn of phrase. Uh, not only was the Viking man poorly nourished. I mean, isn't meat and bread like that's... That yeah, doesn't sound so bad. Know, he also had a load of parasitical intestinal worms. Well, that's probably uh, not good. Yeah. As evidenced by the hundreds of eggs discovered in the poop. Gil Snape, a student conservator at the York Archaeological Trust, had previously said, whoever passed it probably hadn't performed for a few days, shall we say. This guy had very itchy bowels. Uh, back in 1991, another very excited scientist discussed the poo and how important it is. Dr. Andrew Jones said, this is the most exciting piece of excrement I've ever seen. In its own way, it's an irreplaceable as irreplaceable as the crown jewels. Despite having sat for a millennium underground, the poop really hit the fan in 2003 when it uh, split into three pieces. It was reportedly knocked to the floor by a passing teacher there to study it. Luckily, they managed to stick it back together, and it remains on display to all those fascinated uh, by feces to this day. I like to think that it was put together by that lady who made the potato Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a pooper store. Um, I kind of want to go to this museum now and see and put this, that on your resume. This big, big old meaty lock. By the way, what preserves it like this? I don't know. Probably the same thing as like anything. Like if we drop a big deuce, can we like pull it out and put some sort of lacquer on it and like hang it on the wall? Like this? Put amber on it. <laughs> Make it like a Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. <laughs> I found something. <laughs> Is there any usable DNA in this big old turd? You can buy like dinosaur turds and copper lights. I saw there was one at auction that it was like, I think they said it was like 26 inches long or something. <laughs> That's a pretty long it one. Beat that guy. <laughs> beat the Viking. <laughs> I, you ever take like a really long uh, poop where like, like you can't even see the end of it because it's like stuck in the like toilet hole? <laughs> Down around the pipe. Right. <laughs> I've definitely had a few of those. Um, well, I guess that's it for the poo story. AJ, you got another story for us? Yeah, let's do it. Round two. Let's go with... We already did the sex dolls. Let's go with this guy. Um, man who stayed awake for 11 days shares the scary effects it had on his mental state. Sleep deprivation can cause all kinds of health risks and concerns, from a weakened immune system and mood swings to gain to weight gain and high blood pressure. But if you can go along enough without shut-eye, you can find yourself in a mind-boggling new mental state. That's according to Cornish man Tony Wright, who went 11 days without sleep while trying to break a record. Uh, although Tony didn't manage to beat the record for the longest time without sleep, all would a failure. He did stay awake for a devastating 266 hours. For most, the mere idea of staying awake for that long would, would almost have you in tears. But after Tony's sleep-deprived marathon, he says he almost felt enlightened. After managing to access a whole new section of his brain. Shortly after the intense experience, Tony spoke in an interview about his mental state uh, totally shifted while he stayed awake. Uh, basically, you're starving the rational mind, the egotistical mind of sleep, and its batteries are running down, he explained. Of course, it doesn't feel very good, but if you push beyond that, the rational mind's ability to stay in charge starts to break down as well. And that's when you start to get glimpses of the other side of the brain, the other self. Tony went 11 days without sleep. Uh, he continued, there's nothing new in staying awake to get to a different state. It's not understood anymore. 
uh, it's often it often seems it must be some kind of primitive nonsense, but it's it's still a living tradition. I, I have spoken to a lot of people about this. Most people have recollections after partying or working hard. Sure, they they're tired, but within that, they have glimpses of something else. Uh, a, so- a kind of softness, a more relaxed state, often more emotional because there's more access to that emotional side of the brain. And even feeling quite good for brief windows or getting a second wind even. Uh, what I was interested in is making sense of that and what is possible and to exploit that and bring in combining techniques to tie the left side of the brain, which initially doesn't feel great, but the reward of the other side that makes it worth the eff- effort. I don't know if this guy knows what he's talking about. While Tony and many of his followers are advocates for sleep deprivation and the way it can alter the brain, uh, Guinness World Records aren't anymore. Tony believes that sleep deprivation helped him alter his mental state. In fact, the organization no longer uh, keeps track of this record because of the seriously damaging impacts of sleep deprivation. In March of last year, or this year, uh, Guinness World Records said in a statement that although they no longer monitor the record due to the inherent dangers associated with sleep deprivation, they can say that no no one is known to have broken it since Robert McDonald. Robert McDonald was the last person to hold the world record for no sleep, and that was all the way back in 1986. His record was 453 hours and 43 and 40 minutes, which adds up to about 18 days, 21 hours and 40 minutes. No point in trying to break that, beat that record. So do yourself a favor and avoid trying this one at home. This reminds me of that like Seinfeld where Kramer like I think he tries to teach himself to only like function on like three or four hours of sleep. Right, he he's up, like doing the Da Vinci schedule. <laughs> he ends up going like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy sounded like he went crazy, like talking about how he went to the other side. And <laughs> Man, I honestly I don't think I could even make it twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I've done twenty four hours. This sucks though. I could do probably like. 48 to 72 hours maybe well i mean they say one like sleeping like um clears out these toxins that form in your brain so like this guy i mean probably was going crazy you yeah know? yeah like, like those toxins build up it can't be good for you right probably makes you hallucinate yeah no stuff. i think people like have gotten brain damage and stuff from doing this kind of stuff and i was like it doesn't sound remotely worth it I, can you imagine what the world would be like if we didn't require sleep and we were just always awake? Like, would they try to make us, like, work even more hours? Yeah. Like, no, you can work all the time. We'd die a lot sooner. <laughs> be working so much. Yeah, and there'd probably be, like, a lot more crime, too. <laughs> I mean, it would definitely take its toll on, like, the economy and stuff, I feel like. What's interesting is, like, those animals who, like, they can't really sleep because something will kill them. But, like, Nature will like shut off half their brain while the other half recovers and then like switch back and forth. What animal is that? That sounds crazy. Giraffes do that, they only sleep like four minutes a day or something. Who's trying to eat a giraffe? Uh, I think I've heard, oh, yeah, giraffes are supposed to be delicious. Oh, yeah, bush people will eat a giraffe. Man, I saw a video of like some uh, like lion cubs trying to take down a giraffe, and it was funny because like. Like, two or three of them got on its legs, and then there's this one, like, on its back, like, trying to, like, chomp its, like, you know, vertebrae. Right. But, like, I like I, I didn't see, like, the end of, like, I, I imagine they probably did eventually bring it down, but I'm like, how many hours did they have to keep yeah, at this, you right. know? Yeah, I wouldn't imagine a lion could even reach, like, 
the meaty parts of a giraffe. Yeah, it'd be a trick getting up there. Yeah. I guess you oh, I mean, claw your way up. Yeah, they can climb like it's nobody's business. But yeah, it was just funny seeing like, like you know, the the three on the bottom like keeping it down, and then the one like trying to bite through its neck, trying to like tucker it out. You know, pretty crazy how how nature works. Yeah, you ever seen that that watering hole battle between that wildebeest and that lion? Like where the wildebeest survives, but it's just nuts. I don't know uh, if I've, I've seen, seen some that different one. fights. Yeah, I don't know. I I want to say I saw one. I believe it was a donkey and a mountain lion, and the donkey won. Oh, yeah. They say donkeys will just like bite and hold on to whatever they're pissed off at. And I heard zebras. They, they just hold on till they die. Zebras will do that. Yeah. yeah. I also saw one where a, a it was either a squirrel or a rabbit killed a snake and i was like good for this <laughs> i think i saw the rabbit killing a snake yeah, yeah i think it was a rabbit he was shaking the fuck out of it yeah 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 <laughs> but like i think it got bit several times in the process too yeah it might have so yeah you see dogs and cats sometimes take on the snake but they say cats are faster than snakes cats yeah. are pretty damn They're fast, fast yeah. yeah i could see a determined dog going after a snake yeah gosh fuck snakes yeah I saw one where, like, a black widow killed a snake. Oh, really? It wasn't, like, a huge snake. It was, like, a garter snake. I was going to say it would have to be, like, a smaller yeah. snake. But, yeah, it got, it like, touched the web, and the spider came down and started biting it, and it was getting tangled up and stuff. But was it ultimately, like, it's venom that did it in? Or? I mean, I assume that's what you know, slowed it down enough <laughs> eventually. But, yeah. But can, it, like, a black widow, like, actually eat a snake or, like... I don't think so. Was it just I, trying to stop it? Maybe it could do locally because don't they like they inject them and then that like that meat rots or something and they can drink it or liquefies or something. I mean, I think that's how certain snake venoms work, so it's possible. Yeah, I don't know all the details. Have you ever seen those? Um, what are those giant tarantulas like in the rainforest that will like catch birds? Oh, oh I haven't yeah, seen them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Nature has some crazy shit out there. I've seen videos of those. Um, like tarantula wasps killing a tarantula. Oh yeah, those like they're like bees that are like this big. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're huge. Yeah, they're like big hornet type. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to live anywhere where that shit exists. No. Yeah. <laughs> don't they have like big murder hornets here now too? Like they're killing all our bees and stuff. I've heard that term. I don't even. I don't know exactly. And I think I've talked about it before. Have you ever watched Coyote Peterson's videos? Oh, yeah. yeah you I saw one where he caught one of those big, like, those big tarantula wasps and let it sting him. Oh, it's like, what kind of, I mean, I understand it gets clicks, but damn, like, why, why are you going for the shit that hurts so bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's doing, like, a rundown of, like, the most painful stings in the animal kingdom. But think how many clicks you could finally get our YouTube channel if you would just man up and do some of these. I think I'll, I'll man up and like catch it and then like sneak in your bedroom while you're sleeping and sting you with it. Man, you know what freaked Quality me out content. that I didn't even know existed until you talked about it on this show is I, th I think you called it like gillyweed or something. It was like this weed in Australia and if you get it hit by it like it just hurts like forever oh, <laughs> oh yeah. no well gillyweed's in harry potter but uh, oh okay <laughs> yeah what was that called gimpy the, yeah, the gimpy okay. plant okay yeah. i knew it was something along those lines the gimpy gimpy but yeah apparently like its needles are, are essentially glass with toxic venom in them so even like when the plant dies the venom stays good and it can get you like years later sure. and like you'll get it on you and it'll just hurt for like months and like if you take 
a shower or something, it hurts fresh again, and it's supposed to be awful. <laughs> Even when his dad is still doing that? That's yeah, nice. there's a, like a, a recorded thing where like uh, like um, biologists had saved a specimen like, you know, for study, and like somebody had touched it like years later, like flipping through this specimen book, and like they, they fucked themselves up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we roll over to Manifesto round two? Uh, on the border of Germany and, uh, what was it, Belgium, I think? Yeah, Belgium. This guy drives across the border, and he gets pulled over. He's got, like, a big moving truck or whatever. And they're just, they, they find, like, thousand, I think it says, like, a ton of uh, unrefrigerated fish. But under the fish, there's, like, this box of cooked bats. And so it has a picture of them. And they, they look like I don't know, jerky or something. I was like, is someone trying to start like um, COVID? To, or, yeah, <laughs> right, COVID but too. Wh- why are you just like, yeah, I think I'll, somebody's going to want these bats. I'll just tell them like, you know, it's good for the old penis or something. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> be like, yeah, give me some of that uh, bat you're selling out the back of your van that's unrefrigerated. But I mean, why do you have it like hidden under the fish? Is it illegal? I'm assuming it's illegal, but they also said like he was driving around without a license and shit. That's how they this? got him. It was on the Belgium-German board, but they said the guy was like, like his address was Italian, and I guess they will ship you back to where you came from to get to go to trial. So they said they were sending him to Italy. It's kind of weird. If only he had a sex doll in the passenger seat, they would have never pulled right. him over to yeah, begin with. <laughs> At least in Australia. The cop would be sitting there just talking to it, you know. <laughs> I'm going to confiscate this. Or the cop's like, oh, maybe I'll let you off the hook if I can have five minutes with your, mm-hmm. your Jane, doll. Jane Doe over here. <laughs> but yeah, people are just... Of all the things you could be smuggling... Just a, a box of bats and a bunch of uh, fish. Well, I mean, you know, one of the COVID theories before they found out that it probably came from that lab in Wuhan was, you know, the quote-unquote wet markets in China where, like, one of the things they actually sell are bats. So apparently there are people that eat them. Yeah, I mean, those markets will sell anything that, that they can catch that's alive. Like, this is worth some money. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like... A, I feel like over there, there's probably some sort of myth about almost every type of animal. Oh, you eat this, it's good for this. And you eat this, it's good for this. I'm, I'm sure there's one of those for bats. Um, let's see. Okay. I got a list article here. These are seven freak injuries and deaths that happened during sex. Uh, number one, man... <laughs> I was driving with my sex doll. <laughs> we had an accident. <laughs> it was a freak accident. <laughs> <laughs> Why was she looking so damn good? <laughs> uh, number one, man broke his finger while removing a bra. A million jokes have been made at the expense of guys who fumble about while trying to open a bra. But this case sh- just shows how uh, serious every teenage boy's nightmare can be. A British hand surgeon received a 27-year-old patient with a broken middle finger. When he asked the poor man how he sustained the injury, he confessed it was due to a stubborn bra. The man had spent a self-admitted... Uh, uh, convivial, convivial and alcoholic uh, evening with a lovely lady. But in the drunken haze, the man had some problems opening the hooks on her bra. His middle finger got caught between the bra straps. As the woman turned, she managed to twist and snap the guy's finger. <laughs> I got a feeling this was a big woman. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like it's going to be like he unhooks the bra and like the strap comes around and like... <laughs> 
takes his eye out or something. <laughs> Uh, ladies, if he's taking a while to unbuckle the goods, just give him a helping hand. Uh, we promise a broken pride hurts less than a broken finger. Uh, number two, electrocuted by nipple clamps. Uh, in 2008, police officers and paramedics arrived at the home of Kirsten Taylor, 29, in Pennsylvania. Unfortunately, um, they were too late. She had died from an electric shock. Oh, damn. Her husband, Toby, initially told the cops that her hairdryer had electrocuted her. Later, though, he confessed that the death was due to electrified nipple clamps. Did he hook them to a car battery? <laughs> Maybe. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> she liked it rough. Uh, the couple liked to put the freak into getting yeah. your freak on. Yeah, if you want me to turn it up, say, <laughs> I'm hearing you loud and clear. Uh, and, and we're into a multitude of kinky acts. Oh. One of them involved Mr. Taylor shocking his wife with metal nipple clamps hooked to a power strip. They had been engaged in electrified sex for two years, so they thought they knew how to keep it safe. But electricity can be harsh, a harsh mistress, and one of the shocks ended up stopping Mrs. Taylor's heart. Uh, number three, uh, a couple fell to their deaths. Uh, Brent Tyler and Chelsea Tumbleston were a pair of college lovers at the University of South Carolina. In 2007, a taxi driver found their naked, lifeless bodies on the street in the wee hours of the morning. The cops discovered the couple's clothes on the roof of an adjacent building. With the help of an eyewitness account from a homeless person, they pieced together the tragic story. Tyler and Tumbleston had climbed to the roof of the building to, to, uh, for some sneaky sex. Unfortunately, they chose the spot po uh, poorly. The pyramid-shaped roof... <laughs> Why would you choose a pyramid-shaped roof? The pyramid-shaped roof was steeply sloped and slippery from recent rain. During their lovemaking, the couple suddenly slid down the roof. With nothing to grab onto, they tumbled 50 feet down to the streets below. Mm. Why, like, if you're going to do that, why would you not pick a flat roof? Yeah, the pyramid is a... Uh, a glass pyramid. <laughs> I mean... Maybe they deserve to die. Maybe that was the Darwin Award for maybe, that year. Maybe they just thought it was going to look cooler. <laughs> Some guy in the building probably seen <laughs> That homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. putting on a show. Yeah, he was in the building. Probably. Uh, number four, went blind in one eye. Oh, maybe this is the bra, the bra strap. strap one, yeah. <laughs> uh, they say love is blind. It can also leave you blind, as it did with a 29-year-old British man. He had been having what the doctors described as vigorous intercourse with his partner and had a particularly intense orgasm. He then fell asleep and woke up without sight in his left eye. During an examination, the doctors discovered that pressure had built up in the man's eye during his orgasm. The pressure ruptured a blood vessel and the resulting hemorrhage ruined his eye. How, how does that create pressure in your eye? I mean, that's a scary notion that that can even happen. <laughs> Like you're just rubbing one out and you go blind. Wait, wait. I, well, I guess they do say it can make yeah, you blind. Always... That's where that must come from. <laughs> when you introduced that one, I was going to be like, I was thinking like, it's going to be like straight up syphilis, like <laughs> in the guy's eye. Uh. Oh, did you hear, um, there's a story where like, apparently like some, you know how Jewish people, they, they have those moils and they have the uh, bris ceremony or whatever they, you know, they chop off the yeah. foreskin. Apparently like, like it's tradition that some of those guys will then put the foreskin like in their mouth or something. Anyway, one of them got herpes from doing this, and then he like, um, I don't know, kissed like a kid or something or a baby or something and killed it because it gave it, gave it herpes. Hmm. It was that's a weird a, story. That's a terrible. But yeah, I've heard of. Well, I thought it was like not necessarily even just put it in the mouth, but like maybe eating it. 
It was, yeah, it was something weird that I had never heard of, but God. But yeah, uh, babies can be born and catch diseases. Well, in this case, it sounded like the, I don't know, the priest or whatever had herpes and ended up giving it to the baby or something. Ugh. It was gr- it was gross. I don't know the particulars. Yeah, make sure your, uh, your Moyle has had his uh, STD tests. Or just <laughs> don't be religious. Let's, <laughs> let's cut out the middleman. Um, number five, um, had a stroke from a hickey. Oh, I've heard of that. Hickeys are a staple of teenager sexual experiments, but in the case of a Mexican teen, they turn fatal. In 2016, Julio Gonzalez received a rather powerful hickey from his girlfriend. Sometime later, the 17-year-old began to convulse at the dinner table and dropped dead. During the autopsy, the doctors discovered a blood clot in his brain that caused Gonzalez to have a stroke. They believed the suction from his girlfriend's love bite caused the tiny clot that traveled to Gonzalez's brain with tragic results. I'd never heard of that. I didn't know that could yeah. happen. That's why I avoid all that interaction. So <laughs> <laughs> avoid those blood clots in my penis. <laughs> uh, number six, couldn't pull out. In 2014, an Italian couple was on a vacation on a beach in Porto San Giorgio, uh, central Italy. The romantic Mediterranean environment got them in the mood. So they waded into the sea uh, for a little clandestine romp. After the act, though, they noticed that they couldn't pull, or he, he couldn't pull out of her. The man's penis was hopelessly stuck in his partner's vagina. The pa- uh, panicking couple managed to catch the attention of a passing woman who called a doctor. Unfortunately, the medical professional couldn't separate the couple, and they had to go to a hospital until doctors could pry them apart. Uh, talk about an inseparable couple. Fun fact, this con- condition is known as penis captivus. It's <laughs> caused by a woman's pelvic muscles not relaxing after an orgasm, trapping the penis inside. I was kind of thinking it was that, caused by like them both being like wet or something. Yeah, the, the water. It's got to be some uh, strong uh, muscles. <laughs> but yeah, the water can like wash away your... Natural juice, <laughs> yeah, because it seems like it must have been pretty rough down there for it to get stuck like that. Uh, yeah, and it's common enough that they made a name for it penis captivus. But she got those muscles going on, it's gotta be uh pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a pelvic floor and a pelvic basement. Uh, and then finally, number seven overdosed on Vi- Viagra during a threesome. Uh, in 2009, a 29-year-old Russian man scored what must have felt like a jackpot of his dream. Two attractive women uh, bet. Two attractive women bet mechanic uh, Sergey Tuganov uh, <laughs> $4,300 that he wouldn't be able to have sex with them for 12 hours straight. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got an ace in the hole. <laughs> That's quite a bet. Um, perhaps he couldn't, but Tuganov, that's the greatest name, was certainly willing to try. He downed a bottle of Viagra and jumped into bed with a, a steamy menage a trois. Fast forward 12 hours and Tuganov climbed out of bed victorious. He, uh, he'd done the deed over and over again, we assume, and earned a respectable lump of cash. And then he dropped to the floor from a fatal heart attack. But at least he bid this world farewell as a happy man. <laughs> I don't know. After 12 hours, I wouldn't be happy. I'd be like, this is miserable. <laughs> yeah, that would be 
You would think and most people would be like, oh, I guess I lost the bet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And just was like, okay, I had a menage. Good stuff. Also, like, it's weird that these women are like, we'll pay you if you give us an uncomfortable long period of sex. <laughs> <laughs> like, no woman I wants to have sex for 12 hours straight, I, I, or at least I wouldn't think. Uh, that's... I mean, some porn stars that he was hanging out with or something. I guess, but you would think even like the, the biggest nymphomaniacs in the world wouldn't want to, would be sore after 12 hours. Yeah, no, it's strange. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> what a, uh, $4,300, well, maybe, uh, maybe that's US dollars in Russian. It was something like uh, <laughs> square, I don't know, but <laughs> just weird. Do do you think they were like honorable and and gave that forty three hundred dollars to his next of kin? <laughs> <laughs> like he earned this. Your he earned a it. great man. <laughs> well, you could just take the money and like do it again the next day because it's just free sex at that point. Also, I would another heart attack. <laughs> also, I would have thought like <clears throat> if the Viagra was going to give him a heart attack, he would have got it like way before that twelve hours was up. Yeah, it's like he just got up at the very end and had the heart attack and now the time's up. Also, there's that, like, Viagra commercials, like, it, are always like, if you have an erection that lasts longer than four hours, you, like, call a doctor because it's yeah. a serious condition. And this guy went three times out. That, that would be, you'd have the world's achiest dick. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve hours. No. <laughs> you could probably barely even touch your dick to anybody. So you downed a whole bottle of Viagra. Ugh. Yeah, that would kill you. <laughs> I mean, he should have known. Also, I kind of wonder, like, did this guy, um, uh, do, do you think, like, he, uh, you know, made it through the whole 12 hours before he climaxed? Or do you think this is one of those machine gun type guys that could go multiple times? <laughs> well, I think you'd have to go, preferably with, like, a few minutes downtime at least. Well, maybe he's doing, like, yeah. the, the tantric sting type sex you just stick it in and sit still for 12 hours <laughs> even then you're taking long breaks because uh... <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah, his maybe, name's tugging off yeah maybe afterwards he was just like pushing rope for a little while you know <laughs> the last six hours he was just, they were like yeah good job <laughs> he's just like i'm gonna go to sleep do as you will <laughs> Let me make another Viagra smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we did it. We made the hour. All right. Unless you guys got anything else funny you wanted to go out on. Yeah, nothing good. good. All right. Uh, well, guys, we do thank everybody for watching. We hope you had a good time. Uh, please, if you will, uh, subscribe both to the YouTube channel and to the podcast and your uh, podcast service of choice. Give us those thumbs up, uh, comments, positive reviews to help us in the algorithm. And then come on over to the Elon Musk controlled hellscape that is Twitter. And hey, guys, I guess uh, now we could actually like pay that money to get verified on Twitter. <laughs> you think that would help us? Uh, but anyway, yeah, come over and visit us on Twitter. Why not? Say hello. Uh, and uh, guys, where can people find you on the Twitter? Uh, a name for this, too, and that's at number two. At unsolicited S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans. Well, one thing. Oh, okay. I, I just pulled up our, our stats. 69 subscribers. Nice. Oh, really? I, just the other day, it was like 63. Yeah. We got a bump. Nice. Thanks, guys. We appreciate that. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, that'll be all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Yeah, have a good one.